ever since the beginning of Jesus' life as a good Jewish boy to a good Jewish man every year with his family at Passover. They would share a meal together, a very special meal. And at the substance of that meal were these symbols that became very central to the Jewish faith. They would remember on the night that they celebrated Passover. They remember that Moses had received instruction from the Lord. Gather your family. This is going to be a very challenging night. They remember, gather your family and prepare an animal, goat or lamb, that was without defect and one year old. Gather that animal. Make sure that there is enough for everyone to eat. If you have more, you can share. If you don't have enough, ask to share. And slaughter that animal and roast it, cook it, and eat it together. They would remember that there was a peculiar instruction that Moses gave them. Take the blood of that animal dip hyssop into the blood and paint the tops and both sides of your doorways. This is how you are to celebrate the Passover. We know that at the mention of blood, things are getting serious. If your child falls on the ground, one of the first things we check and ask for, are you bleeding? Ouch! Oh, there's a little bit of blood. It's a bad one. When we go see a movie or we're checking the ratings on a movie and we see that there is the description of blood and gore, we know Saving Private Ryan's probably not for little kids. If you're in and out of hospitals and if you know what it's like to be sick, you know that when you're in the hospital, one of the things that they guard against so strongly is blood infection sepsis because it can really hurt you you know that when we start talking about blood things are getting serious because it's about death and life and life and death and so isn't it interesting my friends, that on the first Passover, we forget that the word Passover literally means to pass over. You see, the Hebrew people were in a catastrophic situation where they lived in Goshen, in Egypt. 400 years prior, they were welcomed as guests, honored guests, Joseph and his family, because of famine and because of the solution that Joseph offered to the Egyptian kingdom. 400 years later, the pharaohs, the leaders, the authorities had forgotten about the significance of the Hebrew people. 
and they had become catastrophically slaves. And God said, I will free my people. I will pass over for you from death to life. And that night, after Passover, after this meal, after the painting of the blood on the tops and sides of the door frames, God passed over his judgment on the Hebrews. And he set them free. Flourishing and giving them new life. Jesus himself would say and remind us that our lives because of sin are a catastrophe. It's catastrophic. There is nothing we can do. And so isn't it fitting that he says, this is my body. This is my blood shed for you. Why? Because things are getting serious. Things are getting serious. Our sin is serious. But God's love, His grace, His mercy, His desire to bring us into His kingdom, that's serious. Amazing story. It's a story that's full of injustice, a story that's full of pain and abandonment. And yet, ultimately, it's a story about love. It's about a father's love for his children. A story perhaps we know so well. Maybe we've heard it, I don't know, a hundred times. But what does that story mean for us today? What relevance does that story have for us, especially in our everyday lives? When we're at work or at home, or at school. What relevance does that story have for our relationships? What relevance does that have during the the joys of life, and especially in the struggles of life? What difference does that first Good Friday make for you and me? And it's a great question, because if that story makes no difference to us, then why are we here? Hold that thought. Me and my family, we love hiking in the beautiful mountains around Vancouver. I'm sure you guys do as well. It's great. But I'll be honest with you, I'm a worrier. I worry whenever we go on a hike that something awful is going to happen. Some calamity is going to befall us on the hike. And so I prepare for every eventuality when I'm packing for a hike. The first thing that I pack is bear spray. I am terrified of bears. I have never seen a bear uh, in the wild and I don't want to see a bear in the wild. It's one of the reasons when I go on a hike, I always go with someone that I can outrun. 
Second thing is bug spray. I, I, I fear mosquitoes. I don't like mosquitoes. And so, I don't, in fact, I don't like anything that buzzes around. <laughs> so that goes in. Sunscreen, you've got to have sunscreen because I'm worried about the sun and getting sunburnt. That's got to go in. Um, water. You've, you can't ever have too much water. What if you're going on a hike in the wilds of Stanley Park and you get lost and you're marooned there for weeks upon weeks? You need water. And then, of course, you need chocolate. <laughs> I never understand why you need chocolate. Maybe it's just my wife needs chocolate. <laughs> and then, of course, flares for the rescue teams to find you. And then um, flashlights. One, two, at least three flashlights. Chocolate's fallen out. And then, of course, you need a blanket because what if you're marooned somewhere and you have to stay overnight? And so I'm ready. I can't do it up, but I'm ready. I'm ready for my... But the problem is... You can't move because of all this stuff. All this stuff. But what what does it represent? Well, that stuff represents my worries, doesn't it? I carry my worries, my cares, and my burdens. And you know, we, as we travel through life, we pick up various worries, don't we? And cares, and burdens. Physical burdens, emotional burdens, spiritual burdens. And some of these burdens we carry around for a very long time. We don't necessarily want to carry them, but, but we do. And we keep carrying them for two reasons. The first reason is that we all have this self-reliance somewhere deep inside of us that makes us think, you know what, we can cope with these burdens. We don't need any help. We can carry these burdens on our own. But what happens is, you see, the further we go along the road, the more burdens we collect, we become overwhelmed. And the second reason we carry the burdens and worries with us is that we think we don't have any other place to put them apart from on our own back. And this brings us back to why we're here this morning. Listening to the story we know so well. 
the story of Good Friday. You see, speaking of burdens, how many did Jesus have to carry on that day? It's virtually impossible for us to grasp how difficult it was for him. He carried the physical burdens, didn't he? We read about it. We heard it. He felt every blow to his body. He felt every thorn as it cut into his head. He felt the weight of the cross as he carried it. He felt each nail as it was driven through his hands and his feet into the wood. He suffered that day physically. He carried the physical burdens. But he also carried the emotional burdens. The burden of being humiliated. The burden of being abandoned by his friends. The burden of injustice. And the worst burden of them all, being rejected by his own father. And the spiritual burdens. The burden of sin and guilt and shame placed upon him. Not one person's sin, but my sin and your sin And every sin that has ever been committed and will ever be committed was placed upon him. That's a heavy burden, isn't it? And he carried all of these burdens for a reason. Do you know what that reason was? That reason is you and I. He carried this burden so that we might live. No, I'm not talking just about life after death. Yes, that's wonderful. He died to take away our sins and reconcile us to God the Father. To make a way for us to get into heaven. But to live now. To live abundantly now in our everyday, at work, at home, at school, in our relationships. He carried this burden to set us free. How? How? Well, it brings us to the doorframe. Do you remember, uh, as Daniel said, on that first Passover, the lamb was sacrificed and the blood spread on the door? So that the angel of death would pass over the house, saving the people inside. And ultimately setting them free from their burden. What was their burden? Their burden was slavery. Well, you see, on that first Good Friday, the doorframe... comes the cross. The blood that was on the doorframe is smeared on the cross. The blood on the doorframe was the blood of the sacrificed lamb. The blood on the cross was the blood of the sacrificed lamb.
It was on the cross on that first Good Friday that Jesus would carry our burdens to save us and to set us free from the weight of our sin, our shame, our guilt, our worries. Dear friends, it is the cross that sets you and I free. Free from the burdens we carry. In, in 1 Peter 5, 7, it says this, Cast all your anxieties on Him because He cares for you. This literally means lay down all your burdens on Jesus. You see, we're not created to be bearers of burdens. We're not created to live life being weighed down by our cares and our worries. Jesus came and died to give us life, true life, a free life from those burdens. And that is why this day, Good Friday, makes all the difference in the world to you and me. If this day means anything to you, if the death of Jesus means anything to you, if the burden that he bore for you has touched you in any way, then honor his death by letting him do what he came to do. Let him take your burdens away. It might be the burden of guilt. You know, something that you didn't do or or guilt for something that you did do. Give that burden away. It may be sorrow for something that you couldn't stop from happening or or make better on your own. Give that burden away. It may be that feeling of inadequacy because you couldn't help someone with a problem that they had. Give that burden away. It might be anger. That you're having a hard time letting go. Give that burden away. It may be hurt, feelings of embarrassment, anxiety. It may be a whole host of things that's weighing you down. We drag these things around with us, don't we? Day after day after day. And maybe we've done it for so long that we perhaps don't even know what life would be like without it. But it makes our hearts... And our souls so incredibly heavy. Giving these burdens over to Jesus is allowing him to accomplish what he came to do. In a few moments, we're going to have an opportunity to lay our burdens on the cross. By taking these cloth bags here with a a heavy stone in them, which represents the heaviest burden you're feeling right now, the heaviest burden that you're carrying around with you. Allow Jesus to do what he came to do. Allow him to take your burden on himself on the cross. about what that burden might be for you this morning. The thing that's weighing heavily on you. It could be your children. Maybe they're not in a good place at the moment. Maybe it's the burden of health. 
Maybe it's the burden of finances. Maybe it's the burden of a relationship. Allow Jesus to do what he came here to do. You see, when Jesus uttered those words, remember he said, it is finished. It is finished just before he died. Well, he had you and me in his mind and on his heart because he had a life for us, a life that he envisioned for us where we're free. We're free from the burdens that we hold on to. Let him do what he came here to do. It's finished. The band are going to play some uh, music for us now and uh, I'd invite you just to come and there's nails on the, the cross, on the horizontal and on the vertical. Come and just place your burdens on the cross. Mm-hmm.